I'm bringing Scooby back. Yeah. You kids need to learn some Scooby facts. Yeah. The Scooby sisters, we got your back. Yeah. So settle in and grab a Scooby snack. Yeah. Take it to the pod. Hello, and welcome to the Scooby Doo and Sister Two podcast, where two sisters with nothing in common bond over their love for Scooby Doo. I'm Lydia, the Irish sister. And I'm Liz, the sister who can also not do accents. And I'm Zach, the old man at sea, sister. Oh, okay. Um, Ahoy, are... mighty. Uh, come see my castle. Ah, we do have a castle to explore today. You better come in before old Nessie comes around. Oh, Nessie's on her way. I've been searching for her for years now. I'll start blowing the bagpipes for Nessie to come in. Oh, that's what I've been missing this whole time. All right. Hey. Uh, <laughs> Already off track, that might be a new record. Uh, today we're talking about a Highland fling with a monstrous thing from the Scooby-Doo show series. So we're kind of doing this in honor of St. Patrick's Day, but isn't St. Patrick's Day an Irish holiday? You sure are right, Betty. Okay, well, like, th- this is about Scotland. <laughs> I don't understand the tie-in at all here. Yeah. Nessie is in Ireland, not Scotland. They got it all mixed up. No. He's green. I'm pretty sure he's from Scotland. Or she. Well, hold on a second. Hypothetically, let's say she was in Ireland. Okay. What if Nessie is a deformed leprechaun of some kind that's mutated and changed over time into this beastly creature that we understand today? Nessie is at the end of the rainbow. That's true. What if one end of the rainbow is a pot of gold and the other side is Nessie? That's why it keeps moving. It's high risk, high reward. Okay, cool. So, uh, for so all... So happy <laughs> Scotty Day, man. For all the Irish and Scottish listeners that we have, uh, please forgive us. We're also Irish and this is a, a great misfortune to our family. So, uh, just bear with us. We just really like the Loch Ness Monster. All right, so a few details on this episode. It aired October 13th, 1978. We had Don Messick as Scooby-Doo, Frank Welker as Fred Jones, Casey Kasem as Shaggy Rogers, Pat Stevens as Velma Dinkley, Heather North as Daphne Blake, and Henry Corden as James Cragmore and the ghost of Finian McDuff. So here's what happened on a Highland fling with a monstrous thing. The gang travel to Scotland to visit Thelma's friend, Aggie Macduff, who lives in an ancient castle recently turned into a tourist attraction. On the way there, the gang pass by the loch, where they see a ghostly Scottish Highlander playing the bagpipes and a huge Loch Ness monster in the lake. They stop at a nearby inn to ask for directions, where the innkeeper warns them to stay away from the Macduff castle. They ignore his warnings and head to the castle anyway, where Aggie tells them that a monster and a ghost have been scaring away all the tourists. They meet her assistant, Mr. Jamie Cragmore, who claims to have seen the ghost of Aggie's great-grandfather, Finian McDuff. The gang retire to their rooms, where Shaggy and Scooby are terrorized by the Loch Ness Monster. The rest of the gang appear just in time to see the ghost of Finian McDuff standing over one of the castle turrets. Fred, Velma, and Daphne decide to search the turret for clues, while Shaggy and Scooby search the rest of the castle. Shaggy and Scooby find themselves in the library where they find a note that says Switzer and a hundred wristwatches. 
Meanwhile, Fred, Velma, Daphne, and Aggie search the turret and find a weather report and a roll of wire. They meet up with Shaggy and Scooby, who have been chased by the ghost. Aggie then shows the gang a section of the castle that has been closed off for centuries. Even though the section of the castle has been closed up, there are footprints, meaning that someone has been there recently. They come to an old door that has fresh oil on the hinge. It's there that they discover hundreds of boxes of watches stamped made in Switzerland. They decide to trap the ghost and the Loch Ness Monster. Scooby begins playing the bagpipe, summoning the Loch Ness Monster, which turns out to be a mechanical monster that is controlled by the sound of the bagpipes. They trap the ghost of Finian McDuff, who turns out to be Jamie Cragmore. Jamie was smuggling in wristwatches and other goods from Switzerland using a mini-sub under the Loch Ness Monster. He used the legend of Finian McDuff in order to scare away interfering tourists. So that's what happened on this week's episode. Lid, Zach, what were your initial thoughts? Well, um, my initial thoughts on the episode was, honestly, didn't really care for it too much. Um, definitely wasn't my favorite episode. I just kind of thought it was weird that, like, for a, a kid's show, like, the whole mystery behind it was just someone was smuggling wristwatches. Yeah, that seems like a really lame crime yeah. for what usually is. I mean, I guess he was, like, selling them for money, but, mm. I mean, I don't know. It was kind of a boring crime to begin with. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty boring in that aspect. Um, I thought it was interesting they had kind of like two villains like they had the the ghost grandfather and old Nessie yeah I looking at the like description of the episode I thought it was just gonna be Nessie not mm-hmm. this random ghost me too seemed like overkill but you know whatever I feel like this was an episode that they just kind of threw together to kind of fill a spot yeah this is definitely a filler episode Zach what did you think I just left the episode with more questions than I did answers. Yeah. First question. How does Velma have a friend in Scotland? She's probably traveled abroad. She's for sure yeah. been like a exchange student. Mm-hmm. But if we take into consideration that it's the late 1970s, cost of travel, estimating where Scotland was technology time at the point in time that this came out, I just don't see it being very likely that there was such a close relationship with somebody that you would jump aboard and fly across the seas and take care of business. That was question number one. I'm sure they did, like, student exchanges in the 70s. I don't think there were students in the 70s, were there? Yes. Were there colleges in the 70s? Yes. Oh, my God. Okay, what's your other question? My second question is for you. We all know that you are the musical artist of the family. (laughs) Yeah, totally. So, for those of you who don't know, Liz is an expert at playing the recorder. She happens to have one in front of her right now. And I would like to hear her try to summon Nessie into the room with us right now, live on the air with her recorder. Liz, could you bless us with that, please? I wish yeah, I had go a... ahead and bless us with that, Liz. <laughs> I wish I had a video of the expressions that just went across Lydia's face as she realized that there is indeed a recorder in front of me. Because that was a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful sight. Well, why do you have a recorder, Liz? 
Honestly. Is this your New Year's resolution? Um, so I got it as a gift from a client that I work with. Um, but I have it here because I'm playing a D&D character who plays the recorder, so it's a prop. <laughs> She's been practicing. Don't let her fool you. She's actually an expert player. I heard her shredding the other day. I couldn't tell if it was Guns N' Roses or if it was Liz. It was pretty sick. Out of all the babies. <laughs> um, I you will... Bon Jovi, you. I will spare you the horrific sounds of my recorder. No, I, I think I, you should play. Everybody listening right now wants to hear how well you play the recorder. Just give us a little taste of this miraculous thing. All right, here we go. I honestly don't even remember, like, what holds I'm supposed to hold. And five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> <laughs> No, there needs to be more than that. Was that Beethoven you were playing? <laughs> I don't I don't remember. Give me a little bit of that Michelangelo is. <laughs> Michelangelo? Who do you think Michelangelo is? He's a painter. <laughs> He's a friend of Bob Rocks. Hi there, neighbors. We're here today to listen to a wonderful recording. One day I'm going to sit back and I'm going to paint this scene. Liz is going to be there playing the recorder. We're going to have a happy tree just off in the distance. Maybe we'll put a another little tree next to it. Give it a friend. <laughs> now let's hear this recorder. Let's go. Come on. Quit stalling. Let's hear it. Come on. You know the listeners want to hear. I can't breathe. Okay. And five, six, seven, eight. Wow. <laughs> Simply breathtaking. We all have tears of joy right now from the just joy that was emitted from that song. Do you, Lydia, do you hear that? Do you hear that subtle roar from the distance? Could, could that be? Is it, is it Nessie? Nessie, are you here? Are you on your way? Lads, I'm sorry that I'm crying over here. That just brought... <laughs> for for that... the audience, she is literally crying. <laughs> that just brought actual tears to me eyes. It's alright, young one. You can come on over here. We'll do some painting. Today, I'm going to teach you the joys of painting. Right now... You can see at the top corner of this picture, we're gonna use a forest green on top of that frost white. That's what we're gonna use to make the skin of Nessie. Speaking of the skin of Nessie, okay, so like, Nessie's design is awful in this. Mm -hmm. Like, I know they cover Nessie a couple times throughout Scooby-Doo canon. This is by far the worst design for Nessie it we have. It was their first design, though. I know, but it's so bad. Like, literally the skin of its neck looks like... You remember in kindergarten when you take, like, brown paper bags and make a tree out of it? Mm -hmm. That's what its neck looks like, but green. Well, he was old. And wrinkly. I guess. 
So you know what I think is the funniest part about you playing the recorder? Is the fact that you have asthma, so you have very poor breathing habits, so you have a musical instrument that you have to use your breath and lungs for. I bet you could play My Heart Will Go On. Oh, yeah, let's hear that. I, yeah, I mean a wind instrument. (laughs) And there you have it. That was my rendition of My Heart Will Go On. Can I mention another issue I had? Yeah. So, the gang had the mystery machine mm-hmm. in Scotland. Yeah, they um, they must have taken the ferry a, boat. A ferry. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem I have with that. I looked up international transport earlier. <laughs> of course you did. Just to get an approximation for how much it would cost to ship a vehicle from the States to Scotland. A small vehicle is estimated at today's cost to ship from somewhere between $2,500 and $5,000 for a small vehicle that fits inside a container. Do you think the mystery machine fits inside a container? Maybe. Maybe. Where would they have that kind of money? Daphne. Yeah, Daphne is canonically loaded. It's just insane to me. You gotta ship it there. Then you have to get yourself there. You gotta stay. You gotta eat. You gotta get back. And that's also, you gotta double the price because you have to ship it back from Scotland. Or maybe the mystery machine just turns into a plane. Yeah. I'd say that's not too far off. You know what it could be? There could be some super fans in Scotland that just maybe had their own version of the mystery machine that they're borrowing. Okay, so there's various versions of the mystery machine just throughout the various countries yeah throughout the world depending on what year it is there's just mystery machines hit out maybe they're like batman where they have different uh vehicles scattered and hidden throughout in their case the world Mm -hmm. yeah totally it just seemed unreasonable to me secondary follow-up to that is how quickly did they leave the states to get there was it an emergency because if so there's no way they got that van on a shipping container to cross the seas in a day or two. Is there a plane that can carry a van that size? I'm sure they could probably put it in a cargo plane, but in 1978, where are they going to get a cargo plane from? Daphne. Daphne's parents. At the time, weren't those all military grade? I don't know. Well, maybe they're part of the military. Her sister is. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's that's also canon. Yeah. So Daphne's sister hooked him up. Those were actually my only issues with the episode. I thought everything else was spot on and perfect. Oh, cool. Um, well, I hated the bagpipe music. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe I just don't like bagpipe music, but mm-hmm. I couldn't stand it. I agree. Embrace your roots, folks. Embrace your roots. I'm not Scottish. I'm Irish. Yeah, but you had to wear that skirt in high school and, you know, they wear kilts. Are you equating our... <laughs> Christian school uniforms to kilts? Yeah, for sure. Just just because they're both plaid doesn't mean it's a kilt. Hey, plaid's no flag, you know what I mean? I actually did the Ancestry DNA testing, and we are actually Scottish. Oh, really? How much Scottish? 27%. Dang, that's way more than I thought. That is pretty high. 27%? We are 27% Ireland slash Scottish slash... We are 27% Irish slash Scottish slash Wales. Oh, so... So it's like from that part. Just general region. So we might just be... But we're 48% Europe West. 
Okay. This was my results after I took the thing, mm-hmm. and it gets more increasing. Like, they, you know, they'll... I As they know. get more participants, yeah. yeah. So, um, it might have changed a little bit since then, but we are actually a little bit Scottish. But they lumped it all together, so does that mean, like, we could just be from one and not the other? No, like, like, we're from that area, because they're, like, they're next to each other. Yeah, but... Like, we could just be from one and not the other. No. Our whole heritage, Liz. It's not just, like, one person that they're looking at. I mean, yes, but... Just accept it, Liz. (laughs) Okay, fine. If your entire family was from one town, yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Possible. Seems like they're all in one town now. Have you ever seen the giant dinosaur robot thing that eats cars? From... They just take it to, like, various events. What? It's a real thing. There's, like, this giant car dinosaur thing that picks up other cars and it eats them and blows fire on them. Is this a monster truck thing? I mean, they've done it at that, but they also do it at fairs and demolition derbies and car shows and different things of that nature. No, I can't say I've ever seen this before. Anyways, I think this episode would have been much improved. Terrible mechanical Loch Ness Monster. Oh, so instead of a sub? Yes, instead of a sub, it was like that robotic dinosaur thing, and it goes up to the mystery machine and eats it. Eats the mystery machine. Well, maybe that's uh, what we'll get out of the future Loch Ness episodes. And if that was a submarine, that was a spectacular, like, mold that they used, the fact that at one point it went into Scooby and Shaggy's room and was all up in their grill and breathing smoke or whatever on them. Yeah, I wasn't really sure what was going on with the the breathing, if it was just a stream, or not stream, if it was steam, or if it was supposed to, like, blow fire. I don't really know the... So are you saying they were trying to incinerate Scooby and, and Shaggy in that scene? Wouldn't be the first time. So I found our uh, my updated DNA ethnicity estimate and we are actually 55 percent england Wales, and northwestern europe 36 percent ireland and scotland five percent germanic europe three percent norway and one percent finland oh, and like sense. you can like click on it and it'll like show you the area oh. and stuff so uh the 55 percent primarily primarily located in belgium Channel Islands, England, and Wales. Okay. And then... Lawful nation. Okay. We go to the Ireland one. Primarily located in Ireland, Isles of Man, Northern Ireland, and Scotland. So, mainly Ireland. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Lyd, what was your favorite scene in this episode? My favorite scene in the episode would probably be in the beginning... Where Scooby gets out of the mystery machine and starts directing traffic. I agree. That's also my favorite scene, mm-hmm. especially. So, for those who haven't maybe seen the episode, a herd of. Is it bulls? I couldn't quite tell what those were supposed to be. Yeah, I think so. There was a herd of bulls just walking around the street, and Scooby gets out to herd them away, and then a goat passes in front of the herd, and Scooby, in a police officer's uniform, writes him a ticket for jaywalking and just sticks it on the goat's horn. Zach, what was your favorite scene? Do I have to choose one? Yes. Yikes. I would say my favorite scene, if I had to choose, would be when we thought 
that the monster was real for a small duration of time. The Loch Ness Monster. So just the whole episode except for like the last minute. No, I would say just the intro of the Loch Ness Monster. Mm -hmm. I like that little piece just because I find all that stuff to be interesting. The Loch Ness Monster sightings, the Sasquatch sightings, I find all that interesting. Me too. Did I ever tell you about the time where one of my friends was wanting to go up to Oregon to go Bigfoot hunting? I think you've talked about that before. Yeah, we were going to go do that for somebody's bachelor party or something they were wanting to do. Interesting. Hmm. I mean, we could still go do that. It'd be fun. Nah. Yeah, I'm not really okay. interested. <clears throat> well, fine then. Maybe UFO sightings. That'd yeah, be fun. Yeah. I'm down. Search for our own alien investors. Wait, who was manning the monster? If he, it was a submarine. It was being controlled by the bagpipes. That's why it came to Scooby. Oh my gosh, that's a terrifying technology. <laughs> It sure is. We can't even get self-driving cars to work correctly now, and they're playing around with bagpipes and submarines in the 70s. Maybe that's the secret that uh, the people who make self-driving cars haven't figured out yet. They just need to lock it up with bagpipe music. So hypothetically, let's say that you are in a lock, and you hear bagpipes playing in the background, and off in the distance... You see this green head slowly rising up out of the water. And it's approximately 50 meters out from your location. And next thing you know, it's getting taller, taller, taller. 45 meters, now 40. 35, 30, 25, 20. What do you do? Well, I never learned the metric system, so I have no idea how close that is. What do you do? Um, I wait for it to approach, and then I give it scratches on the head. Knowing that it's a submarine? Oh, I thought you said that it, it was like a monster head arising from... Oh, if it was a submarine, I'd probably just wait and see what it was gonna, like, you know, what people were gonna come out of it. Yeah. Do you think the Loch Ness Monster's real? No. Yes. Why? Because I want to believe... The truth is out there. Mm-hmm. I, here's the thing. I don't believe we've discovered all the animals that there are to discover. Especially in the ocean. Oh, yeah. Is it possible that maybe there's some sort of ancient dinosaur that survived in the wilderness that we've never found? And maybe it once a year flocks to Scotland just to say hello. I'd like to believe that. I'd say anything's possible. So if you do think Loch Ness Monster is real, or if you don't, do you think it's more likely that a Sasquatch exists than it is for the Loch Ness Monster? No, I think it's less likely for a Sasquatch to exist than... Nessie, because it's easier to hide in water than it is in, like, a forest. Yeah. What if the Loch Ness Monster is just a giant snapping turtle? That'd be pretty impressive. Those two live a long time. Mm Mm-hmm. So do you think the Loch Ness Monster people stole that idea from Godzilla, or do you think Godzilla ripped the Loch Ness Monster? 
I'm pretty sure the concept of the Loch Ness Monster has been around longer than Godzilla has. So what you're saying is Godzilla is a fabrication. That is a deep accusation, Liz. Well, I've never been to Japan, but I'm pretty sure. How dare you say those mean-spirited things? So there wasn't really much to say about this episode. I kind of thought it was overall... What's the technical term, Lid? Is it weak sauce? I believe that's right. Weak sauce. Yeah, Lid, is that what the cool kids say these days? Maybe. Come on, Gen Z. Tell us what the cool lingo is. I don't know. It, It could be. I'm I'm really not sure. I've never said, man, that's weak sauce, you know? It was not the bee's knees, that's for sure. Okay. Yep. So, uh, Lid, who was your favorite character? Okay, my favorite character in this episode was definitely Scooby-Doo because, number one, he was the main part of my favorite, like, scene of the movie. Number two, he found the biggest clue of all. And number three, if it wasn't for his bagpiping skills, they wouldn't have been able to catch the um, ghost and Nessie. Agreed. Scooby was also my favorite character for all those same reasons. Also, I loved the part where when Nessie first shows up and he sees them in the window, he, like, just fogs up the window. Mm -hmm. Like, if he doesn't see them, he's not going to be able to attack. So I thought that was a pretty good Scooby-Doo move. Genius. Genius. Um, And I liked the little scene at the end where he's pretending to play bagpipes, but really it's like a recording. Mm -hmm. Gets stuck in a loop. thought that was cute. So for our listeners out there that do follow Liz, you're probably aware that we spent this weekend in the Chicago area, and we went to C2E2, and much to my surprise, there was zero Scooby-Doo representation there. Did we not see any? Velma's usually a pretty common one. Didn't see a single one. Interesting. Nothing related to Scooby-Doo in any way, shape, or form there. Hmm. Weird. I see at least one, two Velmas every time I go to the Cincinnati Comic Expo, so I'm surprised we didn't see any at Chicago. That was one of the scariest experiences of my life. Yes, this was Zach's first exposure to cosplay, and it was hilarious. Well, the cosplay's fine. Whatever, do your thing. The problem that I had was the just overwhelming amount of people in such a small, confined area. Yeah, it was pretty overwhelming. It's like 10 times the size of what I'm used to at the one at home. So that was something. There were lines to get in lines. Yeah. You couldn't go down certain aisles just because there were 10 people in a row. And nothing's worse than when you see like a crowd of friends and they're all like standing side by side. And then they decide to walk at the same time in one direction and take up like a giant 20 foot radius. Get in single file line, please. Yep. (laughs) Totally, babe. So, who was your favorite character? My favorite character at C2E2. That's a good question. No. I would have to say Batman, just because I'm a big fan of Batman. The episode, Zach. Do we have to talk about the episode? I'm going to say my favorite character in this episode was Scooby for being a good friend. He tried to help Shaggy on several occasions where he was in a precarious position and he did what he could to help. I will take that answer. Okay. All right. So now it's time for Conspiracy Corner. Ding, ding, ding. 
Was that supposed to be a bagpipe? Yep. <laughs> Beautiful, No, sis. that was actually you on the recorder. Ouch. <laughs> Booyah. Now that I've been thoroughly burned. Throw on the sauce. Can you isolate that track that you played earlier and use that in every episode <laughs> as our intro music now? <laughs> no one will listen to a full episode after that. What are you talking about? I feel like that's such intrigue. It's like, not what me. is this episode going to be when you hear, doot, 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 doot. <laughs> It's now going to become my life purpose to learn the Scooby-Doo theme song on the recorder so that I can master it for this show. So my conspiracy is that Aggie is actually an imposter because her Scottish accent is so bad that there's no way she actually lives there. Yeah, I can, I can agree with that. So I think she's in on the whole thing. Yeah, she was. Maybe she's from Switzerland. Yeah, she is. Yeah. She is. She's Russian. Look at her. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I mean. <laughs> in my head, I said Switzerland. <laughs> and it came out Russian. Yes. I don't know why. I did Switzerland, the famous Switzerland. city in Russia. <laughs> it's not. I, Switzerland is its own <laughs> country. <laughs> Not company, country. Hmm. Oh, anybody else got some conspiracies? I think those watches are still for sale. No. Do you want a Switzerland watch? Sure. Okay. Here's a conspiracy. Can we consider the fact that maybe the Loch Ness Monster was actually behind this whole ruse? Explain. If the Loch Ness Monster is this mythical creature that has long stayed in the shadows that we know nothing about, doesn't that also open up the possibility that maybe it has powers? Perhaps mind control powers? And maybe the Loch Ness Monster was actually controlling the submarine the entire time and it wasn't necessarily the bagpipes? So... When you said mind control powers, what you're actually meaning is, like, mechanical control powers? Well, that too. See, the Loch Ness Monster would have had to have controlled the creator of the submarine and the technology to create that. Okay. Interesting. Maybe Jamie is the Loch Ness Monster, but he can also transform into human form. So what you're saying is maybe... He was an alien. No, a dinosaur. That took over the body of a human. No. Okay, maybe, yeah, he's like a dinosaur, but he can, like, astral project his thoughts into a human being, like, possession. Y'all are thinking way too hard. (laughs) Trying to make this episode the least bit interesting, because this one was boring well you were right there this episode was the least bit interesting because it just wasn't there it wasn't there for it Mm-mm. yep agreed in the scooby-doo podcast community the people are presented to separate but equally important groups the gang who commit the crimes and the podcasters who call them out on it These are their stories. This is Law and Order Scooby-Doo. So 
So this is the part of the podcast where we talk about the gang's crimes. I got nothing. Do y'all notice any crimes? No, not really. Um, one thing I would argue is Scooby-Doo. Um, Playing the bagpipes? Because yep. that was pretty bad. <laughs> well, that and when he pretended to play them. Okay, yeah. Yeah, identity theft. I... <laughs> <laughs> he was stealing the identity of the recording? Okay, plagiarizing. I can... That's a little closer, I think. Yeah. Both of them. Both of them. But yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Babe, did you notice any crimes? Yeah, I'm sure there's destruction of property in there somewhere. Mm, usually, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Do they operate as a business? Perhaps there's a business license they didn't obtain to work internationally. I mean, they're not getting paid. It's like a friend-to-friend right. contract. Like a favor. Yeah. All right, so that's all for crimes. Now it's time for ratings. So IMDb says that this got a 7.8 out of 10 rating. Wow. Which is... Just it's not pretty, accurate. It's yeah. <laughs> they did a favor for them, man. Yeah, somebody's being kind. Uh, so, Lid, we'll start you off. Well, I'm going to give this one a 4 out of 10 um, watches. I mean, as you can tell throughout the whole episode, I really haven't said anything very positive about the episode. Um, I think Scooby-Doo stole the show for the most part. That's about it. Yep. What about you, Liz? What you got? I agree. I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10 bad Scottish accents. It was just boring. Didn't care at all. Which made me really sad. I love Nessie. Me too. Love Nessie lore. I just... I had high hopes. Sure did. Um, I do know, unless I am clouded with nostalgia, there's at least the Loch Ness Monster movie that Scooby-Doo did that was a favorite of mine as a child. So we'll do that eventually. And I have hopes that that will still be as good as I remember. Yes. If anything, the music's really good in that one. Yes. Yes. How about you, Zach? I'm going to give it three and a half disappointing monster reveals out of ten. Overall, just wasn't really satisfied with the storyline, wasn't satisfied with the reveal at the end. Just left a lot to be desired. So, no listener voicemails this week, but we do have- What? Not a single listener voicemail? No, but also we decided to do this episode like two hours ago, so I didn't have time to ask anyone to do voicemails, so. Mm, True. All right, so it's time for listener emails. Uh, We have one email this week. It's from our good friend Chris. I should have read it last episode, but I forgot it was in my mailbox. Sorry, Chris. Uh, This is called Alien Investors. Chris says, howdy gang, you guys did the thing. Scooby-Doo and the Alien Investors is my second favorite Scooby-Doo movie right behind Zombie Island. I have always enjoyed the prospect that aliens could exist, and I find it to be quite fascinating. And with this movie kind of having the best of both worlds, my love for Scooby-Doo and aliens together was awesome. This month alone, I have listened to the groovy song more times than I can count. Same here, Chris. Uh, I hope that Chris Knoll makes a comeback in future movies. P.S. Have any of you seen Return to Zombie Island? I was not pleased by the animation choice, and the story really let me down. Keep it groovy, you jive turkeys. Love, Romello. Uh, thank you, Chris. I also hope that Chris Knoll makes a comeback at some point. I'm a little surprised she's never really been mentioned. Yeah. Um, but 
as far as watching Return to Zombie Island. I have not. Have you got around to no, seeing that yet? not yet. Um, I have heard, like, only bad things about it, really? so I'm a little disappointed, but, yeah. um, we'll get there eventually. At some point. Yep. On a time when we're willing to be let down. Alright, we didn't get any new reviews this last couple weeks, um, but if you'd like us to read your podcast review on the podcast, uh, please submit a hopefully five-star review to Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Alright, time for our weekly recommendations. Sis, what do you recommend this week? So this week I'm going to recommend Ancestry.com since I had talked about it in the recent, since I just talked about it a couple minutes ago earlier in the podcast. It was a really cool experience. You know, I did the DNA testing and um, I found some things like on my Ancestry tree and different stuff and a lot of family members that my mom know but I am not really familiar with, like, they're on there, so it's kind of cool, like, piecing it all together, so it's really interesting. It's kind of like a mystery of its own. How about you, Liz? Um, this week, I'm going to recommend a video game that I've been playing. It's called Man of Medan, but yeah, if you like horror games, especially choose-your-own-adventure types, this is a great one for you. Definitely, uh, very heavily leans on the replayability, so go check that out. Zach? This week, I'm going to I'm going to recommend All Elite Wrestling. Again? So we just went to the show this past weekend. <laughs> the third time. And the reason I want to recommend it is for any folks out there who have ever enjoyed wrestling on any capacity, even if you just kind of don't care about it anymore, but you hear that they're coming to your town, I highly suggest going to the show. It's a ton of fun. Let loose. Enjoy. It's a great time. All right, so now it's time for us to plug our social media accounts. Lid, where can people find you on social media? You guys can find me on Instagram. My handle is Liddy underscore five. That's L-Y-D-D-D-I-E underscore five. And if you didn't catch that, that's three Ds. Um, but yeah, you can follow me on there. I've gotten back on social media a little bit more recently. Uh, so yeah, um, Liz, how about you? You can follow my personal account on Twitter and Instagram at SparkyBoyFan. But more importantly, you can follow the show at Twitter and Instagram at Scooby Sisters. You can email us at thescoobysisters at gmail.com. Or you could submit a voicemail to possibly be played on the podcast at anchor.fm backslash Scooby Sisters. All right, guys, that's all we have for you today. Thanks for giving us a listen. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Um, if you would... Um, give us a like, comment, share, subscribe. Um, you can, like Liz said, email us, let us know how we're doing. Give us one of those five-star reviews on Apple. We'd really appreciate it. And in the immortal words of Norvell Rogers,